in the name of Jesus, amen. amen. We are still praying. We are praying that the Lord should grant us wisdom, amen. amen. Divine wisdom, divine wisdom that we may grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Lift up your voice and pray that, oh Lord, grant us divine wisdom. Wisdom from above, wisdom from above, wisdom from above. Recover Recover the Baganda Recover the Baganda Recover the Baganda Rabusi Recover the 
In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We magnify your name for who you are. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We pray. And as we are about to learn your word, O oh Lord, speak to us. Grant us wisdom and understanding. Take full overcharge. It is not by might, it is not by power. It is by you, Spirit of God. We pray that anything that will be a war against us, any voice, any attack, anything that always comes to steal your word, we pray that, O oh Lord, empower us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. Okay, this morning, we thank God for such a wonderful time. By the grace of God, now it is, we will always start church latest by 9.30, then we close latest by 11.30. Amen. Amen. Then after that, we have, uh, it's more like every Sunday, every if, if you are here and you are a pastor or you have a desire to learn, because I have to teach every Sunday after church. That one is for ministry, ministerial purpose. Amen. Yeah, this uh, morning, by the move of the Spirit, we are going to uh, learn about uh, familiarity. Amen. And the, the message title is Seven Things Everyone Should Know About Familiarity. Seven Things Everyone Should Know. Yeah, we are going to learn about familiarity. You see, one of the things that that can quench the not necessarily quenching an anointing. You see, the Bible says that quench not the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. One of the things that can push away the Lord from even helping you. You see, you can be in front of a great person. Amen. Hello, are you here? Hope you understand the English. Okay, that's well. When you can be close to a great person, but that greatness of the person will never follow you. Amen. You can pass it. That greatness of the person will never follow you. Amen. You see, when we read the, the story of Elijah and Elisha, it's not like Elisha made his mind to come and save so that he will be the next in command. Amen. Elisha, even though he was close to Elijah, to the point that the Bible says that he poured water at the hand of the prophet. But one of the things that made him to be to be replaced to the point that when God was about to take Eli, Elijah, he said that anoint Jehu the king and make sure you anoint Elisha to be at your position to, to replace you. The Lord even understood that this man, even though by age is older than Elijah, but Elijah. Elijah never made his mind to be familiar. Amen. Amen. Yes. It's not, you see, you can, 
you can you can be with someone or you can be in the ministry whereby you serve all right, but still you never be great. Amen. Amen. That's why I'm saying that you can be group, you can be close to greatness, but you will never be great. Yeah. Like even as this uh, global organization that I'm knowing, I can be serving and they will say you are doing well. Oh, that's powerful. You are bringing more people. Oh, you are bringing more people to be members. You are bringing, oh, we are coming to through you. More pastors are coming to join. Service so, but I will be close to this International Council of Clergy and I will never be great. I can be, you can be close to something great. But you will never be great. Why? Because if I choose to be familiar with the organization and even the, the presiding bishop of the organization. Amen. Amen. Yeah. If I become familiar to the point that you see, sometimes then, sometimes when someone likes you, when someone likes you, you can easily be familiar. And you see. Until you yourself you notify, you you lose many things. Amen. That is the reason why whenever someone chooses to love me, I become to reason and make sure I don't become familiar with the person. Because whether the person is great, whether the person is not great, if you really want something from somebody. When we become familiar, it blocks the flow. Amen. Because one thing I want you to understand that spirits, to connect a spirit, like you have a spirit, all of us, we are spirits, we have a soul and lives in the body. For our spirit to connect to another spirit and receive from that spirit, then there should be reverence. Amen. Yeah. There should be reverence. That if God has given you something, eh? like Reverend Imanu, God has given you something, and even though I'm your spiritual father, if I want to even connect to that thing, I, should, I shouldn't be familiar. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Even though I am the one leading you, but when it comes to blessings, when it comes to having things, eh? In the spirit, it's all about our, our reverence. Yeah. So many people have been praying and nothing is working. It's because of familiarity. Amen. Amen. Many people have been serving and nothing is working. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There are many people who serve under great men of God. But when they were even given the opportunity to go and start a branch, they couldn't do it. They thought, eh, you see, they thought, oh, I have been with this man for 20 something years. Are you getting Like, let me use an example. Prophet Richard has been with me for a long time. If he becomes familiar, I'm telling you, when I tell him to go and do something, he will feel. Amen. Amen. Yes. Because the, the true transfer or the true impartation that comes from someone to another one is spiritual connection. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's spiritual connection. And it's all about reverence. 
reverence and let's say admiration. Amen. Amen. And sometimes also you can you see you can be with someone, but you will not receive anything from the person. So I want you to understand that it's not like Elijah served under Elijah to be a prophet. No, he was never familiar. That was the reason why when the sons of the prophet said, Oh, don't you know that your, your master is going to uh, God is going to take your master away? He said, I know. I know. To the point that when Elijah saw him going, you see, Elijah never called Elijah when they were working as a father. But he was never, because of reverence, inside him. You see, you can even call someone a boss, or you can call someone a spiritual father by mouth, or even a boss. You see, one of the reasons why many people even serve under people in work, like someone served with someone for a long time in a company, but nothing is happening. It's because of familiarity. Amen. Because the thing is, what is in your heart? Familiarity, because, because the thing is by spirit, what is in your heart? How, how you think of the person, how you see the person, how, how you reason about the person. Amen. So one of the things that is, that is destroying many people, Aaron, Aaron was a priest, but the reason why God didn't give him you see, when he even died, God could have even made one of his sons to lead the people of Israel. And because of familiarity. It's because of familiarity, that is the reason why even though he was a priest, but in the absence of Moses, when the people were saying that, uh, forget about this man Moses, Aaron concluded with the people and made sure that he took the rings and everything to make a golden calf for them to worship. It's a sign that Ever since Moses was with his brother, he was familiar. Why? Because Moses, Aaron, I think Aaron was nine years, nine years older than Moses. Amen. He was the elder brother. So when we read even Numbers chapter, Numbers chapter 12, you understand that the reason why leprosy came to Miriam is because of familiarity. He was familiar with his, with his brother. And he was saying that, oh. We, uh, I, I prophesy because Aaron could hear the voice of God. The day that Moses was about to go, and God said that, Oh, your brother uh, Aaron is waiting for you. Your brother, go, your brother Aaron will speak to you. When Moses was going, God also spoke to Aaron that God meet your brother. Amen. Amen. So he said that Aaron was a prophet. You could hear the voice of God. That is the reason why the Bible says that God said, I have made you, Moses, a God to Pharaoh, and I have made Aaron your prophet. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So Aaron was a prophet, but God has his way. That's you understand that not even all prophets, all prophets. God, God speaks to every prophet in a different way. Amen. 
So Moses was a prophet. Miriam was a prophetess. Aaron was a prophet. So that's why the Bible said, that, ah, do God only speak to only Moses? Don't just speak to us. And the Bible said that Moses was not around, but God heard it. And God came down. And he said that if there is any prophet among you, I will visit the person in dreams and visions. I can even speak to the person in dark speeches. Eh? But you, when you are not afraid of this man Moses, why? Because this man is a face to face. We we talk face to face. He carried he carried it. He was like Adam to me. We not afraid. So because of that, God made him a leprosy. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So even though Aaron was what a what a prophet, but he was under Moses. Amen. Yeah. And it's true. No matter, you see, that's why the word talks with prophets in a different dimension. Yeah. It talks to prophets in a different way. Because especially if God wants you to uh, raise prophets, he has to talk to you in a different way above the prophets you raise. Amen. And it's not every prophet that can raise a prophet. Not every prophet. There are many people you see that on television they can prophesy, say wild things, but they can never raise anyone. Because that is not their mandate. Amen. That is not their mandate. That is not their mandate. Amen. So that is the reason why when you check even Elijah and Elijah, you see that God, God Elijah. The day that Elijah put the mantle upon him, he began to, uh, he was open to the prophetic ministry. I get it. He was open to the prophetic ministry to the point that he understood that he had to follow this man. He had to leave everything, sacrifice everything and follow this man. And he sacrificed everything, sacrificed his family and followed Elijah. He, he understood that, oh, Elijah was about to be taken away. But he didn't know that he was meant to replace him. Amen. Yes, I'm telling you because already God has spoken to Elijah that make sure Elijah take your position before you come. So it means that Elijah, Elijah, he knows that the one who's supposed to replace him as a prophet is who? It's Elijah. But Elijah knew that he has been called to follow this man. He has been called to, to, to be a prophet under this man. Amen. And even when the day that he was about to take it, he knew. Uh, the day that he was about to be taken, he knew that. <coughs> this prophet of God is going. Amen. He knew that this prophet of God is going, but he didn't know who was going to what? Replace him. Amen. He knew. He knew. He knew. Yes. He knew. So that is the reason why if you're a prophet, you need to be, like, if you're in ministry, you need to be conscious of what you don't know that 
Yeah, you need to be conscious. You, you, you need to be conscious. It will, it will make you humble. You need to be conscious of what you don't know that your leader knows. Amen. Amen. Are you getting it? You need to be conscious of what you don't know that your leader knows. Please, no noise. What you don't know that your leader knows. Amen. Yeah. The reason why, you see, when you talk about familiarity, familiarity is not only about ministry. It's not only about ministry. Eh? Familiarity is not only about ministry. Eh? Familiarity is not only, only about ministry. Any, you see, anyone you see under the sun, once the person is a, a human being, he has a spirit. Amen. Amen. Even, even, let me tell you something. Even those, the, those we call animals, those that they don't have spirit, but they have a soul. Eh? If you become familiar with even animals, you cannot learn from them. Yeah. As Solomon uh, said, uh, go to the ants and learn wisdom. <laughs> if you become too familiar with ants, you will never learn any wisdom from the ants. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yes. I want you to understand that for you to learn something, for you to take something from someone, or for you to connect something from someone, you need to, you, you need not to be familiar. And familiarity, true signs of familiarity, is before it will even show physical, it is something that is already in the spirit. And that is the reason. You see, if someone cherishes you, eh, or if you are close to someone and the person, you are dear to the person, you need to be very careful. Because you can lose many things. So me, I have realized that I prefer not people who are great or who are supposed to help me to be to, to go far or to finish my assignment. I prefer not them to love me. Yeah. They should not they should not they should not make me their favorite. Neither they should. They should not, they cannot hit you all right, but they should not make me that. Why? Because it can easily make me make me familiar with them and I'll lose many things. Amen. No matter how you pray. Yes, because if, if you are even praying to God, you see, one of the things, even I've realized that some uh, lead pastors or general overseers or followers of ministry, the reason why some of them, they cannot do, they cannot have anything even have an accurate information from God again is because they are even familiar with God. Some people, they pray to God and God listen to them because that's what they say. So they become familiar. Amen. Yeah, familiarity. Yeah, so many, many people never became great because of familiarity. Yeah, so familiarity means to know someone or something very well. In such a way as to cause you to lose your admiration, respect, and sense of you. Familiarity means to know someone 
or something very well. Are you getting it? Like, let me use an example. My wife. My wife can be familiar with me, and you will never. She will never get anything from me. She will never get anything if she thinks that oh, she's. She will never get any blessings that God has. You see, God can place something within me, or He can give me something that is not for me, it's for my wife. But when my wife becomes too familiar with me, you can lose. He will not even tap one. He will just be in this church with titles. Amen. Because that's why I said familiarity means to know something or someone someone very well in such a way as to cause you to lose admiration and respect and sense of evil. You know the person. You know the person. You know everything about the person. You know the, 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 the privacy, the everything about the person. But when you lose sense of respect, admiration, you become familiar. You lose sense of respect, admiration, they become familiar. So Elijah, even though he was older than Elijah, but he never cared. He, he poured water from him. He, because he knew, he, he knew that the man was going. And he knew that he had to follow this man. And he knew that God has called him like the day that he put the mantle upon him. He knew that God has called him into the prophetic ministry. That's number one. And he knew that he had to follow this man. Number two. And he said he sacrificed under this man. But what he did, he never knew that. <laughs> he didn't know that he was the one to replace the man. He didn't know. Because only the, 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 the senior prophet knew that God has spoken to him that he should anoint Jehu, he should anoint this one, and he should anoint Elisha. And you see, when he got the information, he has not met Elisha. Like Kings, first Kings chapter 19, verse 9. You see that he the, the day that he got the information was the day that Jezebel wanted to kill him. And he was running away. And when he was running away, and God said, Master, I have 700 prophets who have no bar. Because one of the 700 prophets, one was uh, Elijah. One was Elijah. And one was uh, Obadiah. Have you seen the Obadiah that Elijah met? Elijah met. Yeah, he is the one who became the prophet Obadiah. Because the reason why he became a prophet is that he hired some prophets and he fed them. So they anointed follow him in the appointed time for him to be a prophet. But the day that I have sent him to meet, the prophet Elijah was afraid because he thought that he would kill him. Amen. He thought that you what? Kill him. So when we read the scripture, when God said that hey, there are there are 700 prophets who have not bowed down to uh, Baal. So go ahead and anoint this one as a king. Anoint this one as a prophet. And that time he had not even met Elijah. But when he got the information that go ahead and anoint, you know that, okay, then the Bible says he went and he saw Elijah as a farmer. You see, 
He was a prophet. But he physically he was seen as a farmer. So he went and put his mantle. So immediately he had an, a conviction that no, I have to follow this man. The prophetic ministry is open. I have to follow this man. I have to work with this man. I get it. So you see, the Obadiah type of prophet is different. He was feeding prophets. When Jezebel was killing, the eyes of men was feeding them and the mountain for on him, Obadiah. Amen. That's why when you read the Obadiah, Obadiah is not other because it was just a mission prophet. Amen. Amen. Yes. So he had the information. He had the information, but Elisha never had any information that he was meant to be a prophet. Elisha never had the information. But he had a conviction that, oh, I have to follow this man. I have to be in the prophetic ministry. He, had, he, he, he could hear God when he followed him and served him. He could hear that, oh, now my master or my, my father will be taken away. So inside him, he saw him as a father. But outside, many saw him as one, a master. So him as a master. So him as a master. So the day, the day, you see, they said you should anoint someone as a prophet. You went and you just put the man to And the person followed you. So obviously, the day that the person was going, he didn't anoint you with the mantle what? It's because of reverence and admiration. So he admired, you see, this should tell you that Elijah was not even ready to anoint Elijah by the instruction of God. Because what they say, you should anoint someone, you should, it should be the way like, the way someone anoint David. It should be the same format. But he didn't do it. But because of admiration and reverence and respect, he had the heavens even saw it and they understood that no, the mantle must fall on this one. So the mantle itself, the mantle itself attracts admiration and reverence. So the mantle itself fall. Even if Elijah doesn't want the mantle to fall, the mantle itself fall. The master has to fall. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so it should, it should tell you that the, the grace upon someone or before you attract a grace upon someone it's not by words it's not by words it's not by words it's by admiration admiration so when you check Gehazi when Gehazi became uh, an assistant to Elijah he was too familiar to the point that you could go at the back of the prophet and go and take items. And that was the end of his ministry. Amen. Yeah. That was the end. So he has became a noise maker. You could announce you, but you couldn't do anything. Amen. So the same thing happened to Aaron. Aaron, you couldn't receive the baton by Joshua. Joshua, 
even though he was seven under Moses. But Joshua never heard. Whenever you are, you see, Joshua reverenced the unction the upon Moses to the point that whenever you are even doing something at the back of Moses, Joshua will come and report. The Bible said that there was a time some people were prophesying, and Joshua came and said, Ah, these people, they are prophesying in the camp. For Moses to say, Oh, Rabbi, this time I wish that all of you are being prophets. Amen. So that was the reason why. So it's not like he was he was serving because you see it's true. You can you see I'm preaching about familiarity and you are you are what you are doing is exactly actions of familiarity. Amen. Yeah. So Joshua, it's not like he was pouring water or he was serving. So you can you see you you can be the best servant. <laughs> when you say when you say sit, you sit. When you say do, 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 do. but the reference, admiration, I get it. The reverence and admiration that you give to the person that the unction upon. That when when whenever you talk about admiration, you see. Example. Let me. Let me give an example. Uh, please, if you if you if you mess up, I'll sack you and go home. Whatever we talk about admiration, let me give an example. The reason why I can boldly say that the this thing of the teaching anointing and the, the writing of books. I don't intend to write books. Follow me. Hey, are you here? Hey, you, are you here? Are you here? What, uh, what, what did I say? You say you are here. What did I say? So, even though I've, me I've never met him before, I, I would say when when we went to camp, that one, we were standing here, we were standing here. Sometimes uh, we close break time, see him roaming, and he also be roaming uh, like closer. But like interaction with him, I never interacted him. I never got the opportunity to give him water. I never got the opportunity to give him food. I get it. But the reason why the teaching grace and the Ability to write. Me, I don't struggle to write. I don't, I, I, it's not, it's, when I write, it's not like a crack of relation to write. Oh, uh, it's, it's a mantle that unfolds me. It's not something that you should, you should, if you worry yourself. It's something you pray, you can do fasting. Okay, to no work. Amen. Amen. So, just, I admire the man. The first day, I admire the man. To the point that I don't want to, I don't want to look at him. You see, when 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 I was there, I heard about great men of God, but inside me, I said to myself, no one is greater than this man. Even though there are men who are greater than him, 
So to the point that when I can I can quarrel, I can quarrel about you, and I'll make sure you are defeated. And whenever you bring even an issue about him, Master, I'll fight him. Yeah, whenever you bring an issue, even if you hear something is there, even up to now, even up to now, I see that that thing is there. To the point that when I see you even speaking against him, I'm not happy. You become, you, you just become a lion. You just become a lion. And I was listening to him. I was listening to. Him. I was. I, there was a time I was even dressing the way he used to dress. I made my mind to dress the way he used to dress. Amen. Amen. To dress the way he used to dress. To talk the way he used to talk. To move the way he used to do things. Everything. So I was not surprised as time goes on when people when people who have eyes who say that hey, they are always sure this man. You see, I've, I've never even given water before, but they say the ownership of this man follow you. The ownership that people who are even giving water are running. Yes. So it's a certain that we should tell you ah, those who are who are with him. What is wrong with them? Because I, I, I decided to dress like him, do everything like him, everything, to the point that even when I'm doing, when I'm preaching, I want to preach like him, everything. So that is the reason why when the day that the Lord wanted me to enter into the prophetic ministry as a prophet, like a new face as a prophet, I was finding it difficult to accept it. I was trying to go because that is not the man. The man that I'm following, or the man that I admire, the man who begged me into ministry, eh, was, he's not like that. So it's like, no, what is happening? This one is not true. Maybe it's a demon. That was what was, that was what was happening to me. That was my mindset. Familiarity. I never become familiar with it. So even though I didn't, so that's why I'm saying that you can you can be close to someone, you can be you You become familiar. You can easily become familiar. You can easily become familiar. You can easily become familiar. Yeah. And many other times, people who are in the assistant passes, they can easily become familiar. Assistant passes. They can easily become familiar. You can easily become familiar. Amen. And it will block your blessing. If, is it, it's the same thing. If God wants to transfer something from, if you're a woman, and God wants to transfer something from your mother to you, a blessing. You become familiar with your mother. That's all. It will not come. It will never come. You die and you, that blessing from your mother never came to you. Yeah. The same thing, your father, if, if you're a man and God wants to, because it's the same thing, when God wants to bless a woman, normally in a family, when God wants to bless a woman, he transfers from the mother to the daughter. And when God wants to bless uh, a, a man, he transfers from the father. So whether your father is with your mother or your father is not with your mother, if you reference him, it will fall. Because spiritual things 
Distance is not a barrier. Amen. Yeah. When you reference him, so me like this, I never heard, I never, I never concluded evil against my father. Because I know that the ocean will never form, even though I will learn something from my mom, but the ocean will never form from, because I'm, I'm a male. So the ocean will fall from what? My father to me. If I, I should be like my sister here, ha, then I know that, oh, then they, it will come from my mom. So the, the, the blessing that God has, God wants to give to my sister here, you, you transfer from my mom. So that's the reason why my sister supposed to be, be even careful with my mom. I get it. Or else you lose the blessing. Yes. And many a times God can surprise you. The person you don't even think that something will come from is the person that will, that will, that will come. Because it, many people did never thought that. Elijah's mantle, Elijah's mantle will fall off. Elijah. Yeah. Many people never thought that. Many people say, oh, ah, then if Moses is not the right, that will be to be Aaron. But they didn't know that God will even kill Aaron before he come and kill Moses. Amen. Amen. Yes. So that's how it is. That's how it is. There are many, the reason why many things are, many, many people's blessings have been blocked is because of familiarity. Yeah. Because of familiarity. So me, I decided whether you are normal or not. And if you go to see someone who is not normal, someone who is God can God can surprise you and and put your whole blessing in this life inside someone who is a disabled, and you go and insult and you miss your blessing. Amen. Amen. Like throughout your life, you never respect the disabled because oh, Namusu sons you. Uh, you never respect a person and you die too and you will be surprised that the person will be still dead amen and one thing you know you should understand is that if God wants to give you something and you make familiarity chips in to the point that you don't get it and God can give it to someone far better than you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm telling you. Because that, that's what happened to King Saul. The Lord made Samuel to anoint him a king. I get it. With a bottle of oil. But when he became familiar, you see, it's not like Samuel disobeyed God. Uh, sorry. Uh, Saul disobeyed God. But it's not because disobedient. Because, you see, many of them say the disobedience with people is because of familiarity. Because if you reverence someone, you will never be. You, you always obey what he says. And you even be careful of what he tells you. Amen. Amen. Yes. So, he has told you, go and kill everything. Because of familiarity, you see, because of familiarity, he became, became too familiar to the point that, oh, God, there he lies sacrifice. And he, became, he didn't respect even the prophet. He didn't 
Irrespective that someone was a prophet, he was the one who anointed him to become a king. Someone was first a judge. Before you became a king, I was a judge. And everything God said me, I do. And you, you are too familiar with me and familiar with God. So you got a familiarity. That is the reason why God replaced him with David. God has to, you see, if you don't take a familiarity, can make God choose someone who is who eternity before time the person was not choosing. I'm telling you. You see, God eh, many a times people say that oh uh, everything that is happening is eternity before time. Who is eternity? And who is before time? Is it not God? Who is eternity? And who is before time? God is the only person who is before time. So if we say that God can choose someone, God has already chosen eternity before time. So you are messing up. That eternity will be now and you choose someone. Amen. I want you to understand that God can do. God, God is the eternity before time. And he can do whatever he wants at any given time. At any given time of man, because God doesn't work. You see, anytime, uh, the reason why, I'm rather than the reason why God said, according to the time of life, let me tell you, God doesn't have time. God, there's nothing. Ah, someone who doesn't know morning, who doesn't know how to do anything with me. No, uh, there's nothing called anger, there's nothing called uh, this thing. That's, that's the reason why angels, they don't eat, no. Because where they are, there's nothing called sorrow, there's nothing called weariness, there's nothing called sleep. Have you seen an angel sleeping? No, that's not because that's the reason why the only thing they, they, they need to like the only thing angels rely on is revelation and every information of God is a revelation amen you don't know the thing that can make you even survive in this life, it's not food, it's revelation. Amen. Because revelation, every word, you see, Jesus said that every word that proceeds out from the mouth of God is revelation. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out from the mouth of God is a sign that every word of God is a revelation. Because every word of God is, a, is a, an information that is hidden. So when he speaks, he becomes revelation. That's why the Bible says that the secret things belong to God and the things that are revealed, they are belong to what? You and your children. Amen. 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 So, that, so that's how it is. So God can, God can, before you were coming to this world, there was, there was a meeting held about you you are supposed to do this, you are supposed to do this. When you came now because of familiarity, no. It has changed. It has changed. Because, because you see, for, for someone to say that, is it not God who has already chosen you to be a, a ruler of his inheritance? When, when someone was about to anoint so that's what he said. Oh, it's not because I'm, I'm, it's God who has chosen you already. 
So why is it that someone who has been chosen already to be king was rejected? So it's a sign that God is the eternity before time. God is the one called the eternity before time. Who can change time? Because it's eternity before. And in this life, eh, there's nothing that is before time, only God. And anything that is before time is dangerous. Amen. Anything that is before time controls time. Amen. Anything that is before time controls time. Anything that is before time controls time. And in this life, nothing is before time. Holy God. Everything is after time. That's the reason why you wake up and say, oh, it's it's six o'clock, I have to wake up. Because you are after time. But it's only God who is what? Before time. So he said that God comes before time. Because the time that the time that we are using uh, uh, is carried and controlled by an angel. So it is error for God to be after the angel. Amen. It is an error for God to be after the angel supposed to be after God. So that's why God is before the time. Because time, the time you know, is, is controlled by an angel. Which some people will even tell you the timekeeper. I So if you be the timekeeper, there is a sign that no, God cannot come after a timekeeper. God created a timekeeper. How can I, I mean that created you the timekeeper? I should come and follow you. No, you should follow me. Amen. Amen. So the day that God follows time. He loses to be God. That's why he comes before time. Amen. Let me, let, me, let me read this. It is also connotes a sense of becoming presumptuous where a person is too confident in a way that shows a lack of respect. Familiarity was the cause of Micah's barrenness. Number two, familiarity was the cause of Micah's barrenness. That's why I'm saying that my wife... He, can, he, he, knows, he knows everything about me because he's, he's with me. I get it. Even my sister, he knows some things about me. Even right now, maybe right now, there are certain things he doesn't know about me because I'm no more with her. But my wife, there, he knows everything about me. And he, if he doesn't take care, he will be buried because, you see, Micah was the wife of King David. And he saw that David was dancing, Keke. And he went and said that you, you the way you, you have you have been naked. And David said, No, the reason why I'm naked is because I want to go back. David, when David said that, God was angry. And he made sure that Micah became barren. Amen. Yes. So this is an example of someone who was a king's wife. Who was a king's wife who became one barren? So it's a sign that, you see, let me tell you something. I've, I've realized that many, many, many pastors' wives, many of them have become barren because of their husband. It's not that the husband is a demon, because they are too familiar with their husband. They become barren. Amen. Amen. Yes. So it's the same way, like my wife. There are certain things if God wants to give me, God can surprise me and give and, and, and give me something through my wife. 
God can surprise me. It's, it's when, you see, whenever God sees that I'm becoming too familiar with him, he will surprise me with someone that I never thought of it that he carried my blessing. And you can see somewhere, and I'll be somewhere, looking after somewhere, and I think will be also with me, around me, and I'll lose it. Amen. Amen. The next one, familiarity is still the cause of spiritual barrenness in Christians today. So the reason why many people are spiritually barren is because of familiarity. So we are, we are still on familiarity. The seven things everyone should know about familiarity. Variety is still the cause of spiritual barrenness in Christians today. Number four, familiarity is the greatest block to receiving God's power from God's men. Yeah, it will block. Huh? So familiarity is more like this. Let me see. Familiarity will be like this. I can't see the other side of this room. It will block. I can't see the other side of this place. Familiarity. It will block. Familiarity is the greatest. Is the greatest. It's this one. You see, it's not about. It's not. You see, when you read the Bible, as as as, you say that it's not even about sin. Because you see, before Adam should sin, before Adam and Eve should sin, they were familiar with God. They were familiar. You were familiar. Adam was familiar with the instruction. Because you, Adam, even though you didn't give the original information to your wife, but you know. So even if your wife is giving you the thing, you should, you should reject it. But for Adam to eat, he said that Adam was familiar with God. So the reason why even there are too many sins, or people are sinning, because of familiarity, God should have mercy on us. Yeah. So the greatest block to receive God's power is not sin on familiarity. Because familiarity comes before sin follows. Amen. So when you check the scripture very well, anyone who sinned against God was, was familiar. Number five, no matter how great the gift of God is, it is neutralized by familiarity. Yes. Yes. You see, the Bible says that even Jesus Christ, what? Mark chapter 6, verse number 1 to 6. The Bible says he couldn't do many miracles in his own country. And he, the Bible says he marveled because of their unbelief. The people were familiar because they, they, when you read the scripture, the Bible says they said, ah, is it not the carpenter's son? How can a carpenter's son become a savior of the world? And you see, let me tell you something. I keep on saying this and I'll say it. I will say that if, you, if, if Jesus should come down, people will be familiar with him. If, if Jesus should come now, people will still know believe that this is Jesus. I'll tell you the truth. There are many pastors who say, ah, this Jesus, this is Jesus. No, it's not true. If God should disguise himself and visit the earth, many people, many people will say that, oh, God said that, uh, and they will mention my name here, they will mention my name here, so it's not true. And God will do. Because many people have the word, which is the information, but they don't have the spirit. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says that you should grow in the grace and the knowledge 
which is in Christ Jesus. So the grace talks about the spirit, and the knowledge talks about the information. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you here? So when we read Mark chapter 6, verse number 1 to 3, please, can someone control the child? Rahul said that, and he went out from hence and came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing were astonished, saying, From whence had this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? And they were offended at him, and they could, they, he could dare do no mighty work, save that he lay his hands upon few folks. And you them. Amen. Familiarity. Oh, God, God could not do anything because of familiarity. God. So you can stop God from blessing you by being familiar. Yeah. So that's the reason why God gave someone lepros. That's what God made. You see, let me tell you something. The reason why the, the, the lepros of Nehemiah came to Gehazi is simple. Because of familiarity. Simple. Transfer. This scripture shows that Jesus could not perform miracles in his own hometown. Amen. Amen. Yeah, they question your background. You, you, who are you? Uh, you, you know, we know where you came from. Uh, you, we have seen you before. Uh, yeah. So when you are working with someone who is God's own, or someone who carry the anointing of God, don't look at the person. Oh, look at the anointing. Because if you look too much, you get a The anointing can even destroy you. And many people have been destroyed because of familiarity. Amen. Yeah, because the anointing, eh, if you reverence the anointing, if you reverence the anointing, it will grace you. But if you, if you, if you become familiar with the anointing, it will disgrace you. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. So that's how, that's how I'm giving you an example. So I'm, from there, I begin to see, see this one of God that I'm talking about. I begin to see my dreams. <laughs> plenty. Plenty. Yeah. And even those that God said I should follow, like when it came to Benin. Yeah. Benin, I've never seen him before. How I connect to the Holy Spirit. I never, I never see, it's just a book. And I never become familiar after now. I'm not familiar with the man. Yeah. And even the man, God, I encountered him in a, a, concerning the prophetic ministry. I never become familiar. No, 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 no. Even after now. And I always pray that God should help me never to be familiar, never to take things for granted. Amen. Yeah. Moses, who commanded a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day, could not impress his own sister Miriam. Amen. She criticized about his marriage and suffered for it. 
My heart is often close to those who are familiar with me. I simply do not flow towards them. I can virtually sense the questions in the heart of people suffering from familiarity. Ah. Number seven, familiarity curves out a road of ministry for anointed, anointed people. It can curve the road, curves. It curves out a road of ministry for anointed people. So which means, if you are supposed to go here, familiarity will take you here. <laughs> it directs them away from their colleagues, friends, and family. It leads them towards the non-familiar and the poor and the forgotten and neglected ones. This is where the outsiders come in. They often come in to replace people that have been come too familiar with the anointed one. Me, I've realized that uh, one thing I've seen is that I've realized that people easily become familiar with me. And I have seen that any time when I'm with outsiders, they easily, you see, when, I, when I'm outside, I come and it's serious. And I, I see just a green light of reverence. You see that? That outsider will be flourishing. Amen. Amen. Four groups that often suffer from familiarity. Number one, colleagues. 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 Amen. Colleagues can suffer from familiarity. The two people, what are they doing outside? They are, what are they doing? Number two, relatives. Your colleagues can suffer familiar, familiar. Your colleagues, your friends can be familiar with you. Your relatives, it can be your mother, your sister. That's why you see, when someone is called to be a man of God, or someone is anointed in ministry. Sure, Master, forget about this thing. You know, me, I know what I know when to collect something from my mother spiritually. I know when to collect something from my father spiritually. Even though I have a man of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The next one is pastor's wives. Yeah, I said it. Pastor's wives suffer from several... They, they are the severe, severe, severe familiarity from pastor's wife. Just like Mika. When everyone is impressed, they are not impressed with their husbands. They say things like, I know you. No one knows you better than I do. I am the only one who can tell you certain things. I am not one of those people who give you praise and affirmation in the office. If people knew how you really were, they would be surprised. No one knows what you are really like. Ah, they suffer from severe familiarity. In a sense, they are right about all these things, but the fact is that they are also victims of familiarity. You see, when it comes about anointing, what you are saying about a person can be true. Eh? Let me tell you something. Before God was about to anoint someone, you know that the person is full of infirmity before he anointed. So you are not the one to come to do corrections. Amen. God knows that the person is uh, uh, the person. He, he have a problem. 
because sin is working. He knows that man has a problem. So you are not the one to come and correct him. If you don't take care of your correction, make you fall. Amen. The next one, close friends and associates. So 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse number 20, the Bible said that David returned to bless his household. And Micah, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servant, as one of the vain followers shamelessly uncovered himself. Have you seen the words of a queen? He has forgotten that David is not just a king who... Is an anointed king. When Michael criticized uh, Miriam, criticized Moses, she no longer saw him as God's anointed. She moved into the flesh and became disloyal rebel. <laughs> Numbers chapter twelve, verse number one. And Miriam and Aaron speak against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman, he whom he has married, for he had married an Ethiopian. You see, Moses, <laughs> Moses gave an instruction from God. That no one should marry for it. That God is saying that all of you, you should not marry a foreigner. You should marry an Israelite. Then you, you went to marry a foreigner. You see, God was using Moses to test the people. The people thought that, oh, Moses was just disobeying you. You said that we should not marry a foreigner. But yeah, God was testing them whether they would be familiar. familiar. Because even though I said, I have spoken to the prophet that he should tell you that you should not marry a foreigner. But okay, let me allow the prophet to go and marry a foreigner. And let's see. Amen. Yeah. So God was testing the people. It was no Moses. God was testing them about familiarity. Because God saw that everything, these people, they will be complaining. So he said, okay, let, let, let me test them about even the human being that I said they should be. Yeah, and God, because you see, you understand that what God said to Moses, it was not Moses who gave the law, it was God who gave him the law. But when Moses made himself to marry a foreigner, God didn't do him anything. Because when we read, according to the, the historians, uh, Bible theologians, Moses' first wife died, who is uh, uh, Zipporah. Zipporah died, the, the Midianite woman he went to marry under Jethro. I get it. So he needed another woman. Then he married an Ethiopian woman. And you, you have already given an instruction that you should not marry a foreigner. I get it. But they have forgotten that before Moses was coming to back to Egypt, he married a foreigner before he was coming. So the instruction, ah, because the Midianite is not, Zipporah was not an Israelite. You married a foreigner before you snap. So the instruction was not for Moses, the instruction is for you. Amen. So anytime we tell you something, the thing is not for us, so it's for you. Because God will give us our own. Amen. Judas was the highest kind of traitor. He paid the ultimate price for allowing himself to be deceived by familiarity. Psalm 41, verse number 9. Yeah, my own familiar friend, whom I have trusted, who did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Psalm 419. Knowledge without experience. Let me give you an example. This one, uh, uh, Bishop was talking about. 
uh, someone who had uh, I have I have had different people becoming close to me at different times in my life. Circumstance can sometimes cause people to associate close with the man of God. Under these circumstances, the person is susceptible to the spirit of familiarity. It takes spiritual discipline not to become familiar. I'm surprised that people are here. And no one is going to be what I tell you. What are you sitting here for? You should go home. What are you sitting here for? You are you are sitting there. What are you sitting there for? Go home. Amen. Amen. You are preaching about familiarity. And you are you are you are you are you are acting familiar. Because you have mercy. It takes spiritual discipline not to become familiar. I have noticed in my life and ministry how people become over familiar, over, over familiar when given the slightest chance. Let me just remind you of the definition of familiarity. Familiarity means to know someone or something very well in such a way as to cause you to lose admiration, respect, and sense of him. It takes a connote of sense of becoming presumptuous where the person is too confident in a way that shows a lack of respect. One day, a young lady was having a problem in her marriage. Her husband said to her, I am going to report you to the bishop. He restored I don't care. He has... He, he also has problems. I smiled when I heard this. I knew that it was only familiarity that was where, what rearing its head. Perhaps it was wrong to have allowed this person to spend a few nights in my in our home. I'm telling you, eh? Me, a time is coming. No one will come to my house again. I'll sack you. You 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 come into with, with my house with a, a notice. I'm telling you. On another occasion, another relative who has spent a few days with our family was having some problems. After counseling this relative, he seemed to have understood when I had shared with her. She thanked me and seemed to be blessed. Unfortunately, I later heard that she had said that I was a man of knowledge and not experience. What she was saying was that I had no experience in the kind of problem she had and that my advice was therefore theoretical. I thought to myself, today, I have become a man of knowledge without experience. It is only because I allowed this person to relate close to my family and I that she had, she had the nerve to make such a comment. Sometimes it is better to know someone from far so that you can continue to receive from his ministry. It's true. When you are too familiar with your pastor, you can mistakenly see him as a man of knowledge without experience. Amen. Yeah. So that's the reason why, you see, you, the man was far. You see, all the people, I, you see, I thank God. Me, all the people God used to help me when it comes to teaching, writing books, preaching, Bishop, there is Bishop there. When it comes to uh, anointing the Holy Spirit, when it comes to the prophetic ministry, just they, they are people I don't know. I don't know them. They don't know me. Ah. Yeah. Ah. 
Assess your level, uh, your familiarity level. In your relationship with, with a man of God, are you becoming familiar? The following signs will help you to determine to what extent you are familiar. Remember that familiarity is the highest kind of anointing killer. It has the highest form of neutralizing the power of God's gifts. Amen. Yeah. So, signs of familiarity. Number one, often sitting at the back of the church. Eh? At first, when you come, you sit, you, you sit at the, let's say, front or let's say, second, second row. Then, eh, after two years, when you come to church, you sit at the back. It's a sign that you are, you are familiar. Oh, this man knows what he's going to preach. Let me share another story. Once, once I attended a Kenneth Hagen conference in Tulsa, Oklahoma, when I came into the hall, the usher tried to give me a seat at the back. I thought to myself, how can I sit at the back when Kenneth Hagen is preaching? I want to be as near as possible. I negotiated with the usher and even made, even made a, a friend. I told him, sir, you don't know where I, 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 I have come from. I, I continue. I have flown thousands of thousands of miles to be here today. I need to be as near as possible. There is no way I can go upstairs or even to the back. He seemed to understand eventually I had my way. Unbelievably, I managed to sit on the second row. I was so excited when Kenetagan walked by my seat as he preached. Amen. Yeah. You see, Bishop, that followed this man. The man, he said that he, he listened to his messages. Then one day he said that from today you can teach. Long distance, when the man was in US and he was in Ghana, he listened. And so one day he said, I know. As he heard from today you can teach him, he said that one day I have to meet this man. And the day came and he went to US to meet this man. And you are telling me you should go and sit back. He said, No. I have to sit at it. I have to sit a place. Later on, I had a discussion with the principal of their Bible school. I asked him if I had any problem, if he had, if they had any problem with their students. To my surprise, he, he did. Their main problem was familiarity. He said to me, there are some students who do not come from, who do not come for important conference like this. He lamented, this is a great prophet and people come from all over the world to receive him, to receive from him. But right here, there are students who do not bother to cross the road and come to church. You see, familiarity breeds contempt. Familiarity is all about knowing someone very well. This causes you to lose your admiration and respect. Amen. Yeah, familiarity. Number two, yawning. We are talking about the signs of familiarity. Number two is yawning. Yawning is often a sign of boredom. A familiar person is presumptuous and arrogantly assumes he knows what is coming. Often people who yawn during preaching of the word are saying, I know this sermon. I know what is coming. I know his, his line of thought. This man has nothing new to say. Forgive. Yeah. When you are preaching, ah, this one, you see, it's, it's true, some people, they are tired. Some people, when you are preaching, sometimes they feel tired. That one is there. But some people, they are not tired. They are yawning. Because you have been preaching to them, so they become familiar. 
Amen. Sleeping during preaching. Sleeping when there is preaching is a sign of becoming familiar. Number four, not buying or listening to tapes. You see, I tell, I tell, you see, when we tell some people buy books, they don't buy. Listen to the podcast, they don't do. They do it anyhow. <laughs> you are becoming familiar and very soon. You see, familiarity breeds familiarity. Amen. Yeah. Familiarity breeds familiarity. Any place where you go, whether workplace, whether church, you become familiar with your pastor, you become familiar with your boss. In the future, when you become a pastor, when you become a boss, people will be familiar with you. That one is, is, is there. Amen. But when you become familiar, you will become familiar in your stage. You become a shadow version of what you're supposed to be. And could you imagine you becoming shadow version of what you're supposed to be? And someone also becoming familiar. Then the person becomes serious shadow. Amen. Someone becoming a shadow of you because of familiarity. Number, 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 number five. Not buying or reading books written by your man of God. Yeah, by the grace of God, uh, we, we are going to write books. And it will come out very soon. Yeah. And I know... So people, so people who follow books in US. Yeah. Me, well, you see, that you see, that's the reason why my foundation is this low. Me, the books that I used to read was all about Shodan. I don't have any book. Everything was Shodan. So that's why I tap things before I go said leave. Yeah. God said that the time is up. Leave. And when I was even when I when I wanted to leave Ghana, I, I, I was scared to leave until confirmations came. Number six, discussing the background of the man of God. Discussing the background. Discussing the man of God. Number seven, discussing family issues of the man of God. Uh, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? <laughs> Number eight, fault finding and magnifying faults. Fault finding and magnifying I remember years ago, I had a church member who really enjoyed my messages. She recommended me highly to many people who later joined the church. However, as times went by, she became familiar with my preaching and me. One day after church, she said to me, I think you went over last week's point for too long. She continued, there was very little time for the new points that you brought up. Few, <laughs> a few weeks later, she made another remark. The repetition in your message is too much. After this, I noticed the frown on her face each time I preach. This lady eventually stopped coming to church. She might have been right, but what she did 
not realize was that I was preaching to people who come who came to church this week and miss the next week. I eventually had a new crowd every week. I might have had a fault, but God has worked through me in spite of them. Amen. Have you removed the log in your own eye? Why are you concentrating so hard on the peaks in the pastor's eye? Familiarity has made you critical. The next one. Evaluating and rating men of God. Hey, that one. Oh, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Soft way, Oshem, come to that. Soft way, we deep, we deep. Soft way, powerful way, soft way. Hey, I see you are the one who called the person. You see, sometimes God can give you a revelation about a man of God. That, oh, this man is this, this man is this. And you know about it. But it doesn't mean that you should go and rate the man. You should evaluate and rate the man. I was coming home one day after church when someone asked a question in the car. He asked, how did you find the sermon? The car, the car was quiet for a moment. Then said, then someone said, I think he did well. I give him 70%. Then the other man said, no, 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 no. He deserved about 49. Someone asked, why 49? The message was, was not too bad. I mused to myself, this poor pastor is being as, assessed by his own congregation. Yeah, he, he just, he just sitting in a car. Uh, he heard some people discussing about their own pastor. Someone was giving 70%. Someone was giving seriously. But you see, in the secular world, you don't see people rating people. You don't see people doing that. Because he have to be the person have to do it so that they will promote him. So you don't have time to rate anyone. Because he knows that when he does well, but when it comes to the, 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 the church. You see how the devil is trying to even destroy people. Number, number 10. Not believing the man of God's advice. We tell you do this, you don't do it. We say go here, you don't go. We say, you don't believe in your man of God's advice. <laughs> number 11. Having no regard for the anointing. The anointing for ministry is transferred from one man of God to another. The anointing for church planting is transferred from one man. Yeah, so you can be, you can be anointed for the ministry. You see, the anointing, the anointing is in dimension, but the Holy Spirit is one. Amen. That's how I was telling, uh, I, I think I was telling some people the other time that you can be anointed and still poor. Why? Because you don't give. You don't sow. When financial anointing is not a prayer, financial anointing there in your prayer, I'm telling you, anyone who tells you that financial anointing is prayer is lying to you. Well, I would say give and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shake it together. Shall God cause men to give? So it means that financial anointing is when you give. So when you give, it's a form of prayer. Then God will cause men to give. That's all. That's all. So you can you can have the anointing for ministry. 
You can, you, you can have the anointing, but you don't have the anointing for church planting. Yeah. Elijah had an example relation with Elijah. He called him father. And he served him for many years. He did not lose regard of the anointing because of his closeness. He was the beneficiary of the double portion of one of the greatest anointings. So when you say double portion, it's not like he had double anointing. No. Firstborn inheritance. Huh? What is it? Firstborn inheritance. He was the he became Elijah became the firstborn of Elijah. Amen. Yeah, when we determine, he said that double portion, which is the firstborn inheritance. Double portion means the firstborn inheritance. It's not there's nothing called double anointing. No, no, no. There, we don't have double anointing. Maybe you have financial anointing. You have marriage anointing. You have uh, ministry anointing. You have church growth anointing. I get it. So it's one, 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 one. Specific anointings. There's nothing for double. Amen. So what he had is the firstborn inheritance. And if the firstborn inheritance belongs to firstborn, like people who, who are received as firstborns. So he had the firstborn inheritance. Because he saw him as what? A father. Even though he was older than him. Elisha was older than Elijah. Elisha had more experience in life than Elijah. Because he was old and he was even a farmer with beer. To a prayer. But yes, still. He didn't say, oh, me didn't say, and I wouldn't be not everyone, not everyone suffers from familiarity. Some people are able to stay close and still have a high regard for the anointing. I have people around who have seen my human weakness, dishonor, and corruption for many years, and yet they maintain a sense of you, fascination, and respect for the presence of God upon my life. That is what Elisha did for many years. And he received a double portion anointing that was on the life of Elijah. Do not be deceived by the apparent weakness of God's men. The weakness is God's ordain. It is intended to filter off unworthiness uh, recipients of the grace of God. You see, honestly, me, because of this, eh, when I get to a place, when I get to familiar people, I, I just know. Jesus taught us to appear weak in the face of arrogant and aggressive people. Turn the other cheek. Simple means do not fight. I could even meet, it could even uh, mean act weak. Do not mind if they think you will have no power. It is not a weakling. Who would subject himself to more humiliating slaps? Is it not a weakling who allows himself to be cheated of his clothes? But this is the Lord's instruction to us. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 39 to 42. Say that, but I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will see thee at the law and take away the coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compare thee to a man, go thee. Yes, talking about it. Sick but anointed. Second Kings chapter 13, verse number 14 to 19. Now Elisha was falling sick of his sickness, wherefore he died. And Joaz the king of Israel came down unto him 
and wept upon his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elijah said unto him, Take a bow, arrow. And he took unto him a bow and arrow. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thy hand upon their bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elijah put his hand upon the king's hand. You see, when you check this scripture, someone who is a man of God who was almost dead, someone reverenced him. So he said that, My father, my father. These are the same words Elijah said to Elijah. So when he said that, he said, Master, uh, you are going for war here. Shoot it. The mistake this man made was that he was supposed to shoot more, but he should shoot few. And he said, the number of times you have shoot is the number of victory you are going to have. That's what he said. So he was sick, but he was anointed. And he said, let me read because of time. He said, and he said, take the arrows. And he took them and he said unto the king of Israel, smith upon the ground, and he smith tries and stayed. And the man of God was wrought with him and said, Thou should have smitten five or six times. Then thou had thou smitten the Syrians till thou had consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smit Syrian but thrice. Tri Amen. Because he was he was on the sick bed, though, but when the man came to reverence him, guys. The anointing started. He said, Master, you are supposed to do six times. But because you did three times, you know, that's how you win the battle. Elisha was sick, but he was anointed. Amen. First uh, Samuel chapter 16, verse number 7. For the Lord see not a man's seed. For a man look on the outward appearance, but the Lord look on the heart. Amen. Dead, but anointed. <laughs> 2 Kings chapter 13, verse number 20 to 21. The Bible said, And Elisha died, and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land of the coming of the year. And it came to pass as they were burying a man, that behold, they spied on a band of men, and they cast the man into the sepulchre of Elisha. And when the bones was let down, and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Yeah. The peoples, the, you see, the people saw that someone is there, but they understood that, no, the one who died here was a prophet. And he was seriously anointed. We heard of him. So they took the dead body and they entered inside. That's why it's more like six people. When it says, it's more like the way that is in the tomb of Jesus. So they took the man inside and the man came back. Amen. Yeah. You can even be dead and anointed, believe it or not. The lingering anointing on the dead prophet raised someone from the dead. It is easy to be deceived by the natural weakness of... Let me tell you something. No one dies with his mantle. Are you getting it? Elisha died and the mantle was inside the bones. Because no one, no one took it. No man of God is supposed to die with his mantle. Yeah, so any man of God we have seen who did miracles, the mantle has been transferred to someone who was dear to us. And it's likely that there are some men of God, they who died and in their tomb, their, their, their bones, the mantle is still there, just like Elisha. Because no one was ready to see. The last one, not honoring or appreciating your man of God. If you don't honor and appreciate, it's a sign of familiarity. 
as you get used to your pastor, it is easy to take him for granted. We often neglect those with whom we are familiar. I remember one pastor who had never been honored by his congregation. His church was constantly blessing a particular honored visiting preacher. When this visiting preacher came to hold a convention, the crowds will gather and the people will express their appreciation for the visiting minister. They will bring money gift to honor this visiting pastor. But the church will never honor its own pastor. The deception here is that the, visit, the visitor is the one who is sent from God to them. But the reality is that their own familiar pastor is the one who labors over them with love. I teach my church members that it is biblical to honor and give gifts to the man of God. It is not to enhance lifestyle of the man of God, but it is to honor God's gift and to kill the spirit of familiarity. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Because the Bible says that Jesus gave gifts to men. I get it. And the gifts that he gave, he gave apostles. He gave. So every man of God becomes a gift to people. I mean, I realize that in this nation, the reason why things are not even working is because we don't respect men of God. Genuine ones. Tell you this nation, you don't respect men of God. Because of some people's foolishness. And even the way some people are even doing, they, they are, uh, some people are even doing, what can you say? Cheating. Some people are, the way they are, they are handling the work of God. It's a sign that Ghana is familiar with God. Because if you are not familiar with God, how can you, you are not called, and you say you are called, and you come and do people. And you make sure that the rest of the new men of God should suffer. And you think that God should bless the nation to suffer. Yeah. So even though we pray, we do this, and let me tell you if if we if you want to, if you if you want to, if you want to talk about the nation that are hypocrites, hypocrite Christians, Ghana is our one. Nation with hypocrite Christianity is Ghana. To the point that whenever you have a car, you have a, you have ABC attendance, buildings, cash. So many people are wondering why is that many people are praying in this nation? But still, it's because of hypocrisy. Amen. Because of hypocrisy, that is killing us. Hypocrisy is killing this nation. And until we stop, 